listener production. Australia Today's Morning Agenda with Natasha Belling. Welcome to another edition of the Summer Series of Morning Agenda, where we take a look back at the major issues and stories that have set the agenda in 2022. Today, we're looking at insurance, especially buildings and contents cover. Now, many of us know that insurance can be incredibly confusing and in many circumstances, the devil is in the detail. You don't know exactly what you're covered for or not covered for until your home or contents are damaged and you need to put in that claim. Over the past few years, Australia has been hit with a number of devastating natural disasters, from the once-in-a-century drought and bushfires that ripped through the country in 2019 and 2020, to the devastating floods and storms that left thousands homeless across southeast Queensland, New South Wales and Victoria in 2022. Now, as the fallout continues over those devastating floods, especially in communities in northern New South Wales around Lismore and the central west of New South Wales, many are faced with skyrocketing insurance costs moving forward and in some circumstances, the real prospect of, especially if they live in a flood zone, never being able to actually afford to insure their homes or their contents. So for all of us, it's really important to know exactly what you're covered for when you take out insurance. And today we speak with consumer advocate Effie Zalhos, who is editor-at-large at CanStar to find out more about getting the right insurance policy and what to watch out for in the fine print. And joining us now is Effie Zahos. Effie, thanks so much for joining us with these special editions of Morning Agenda. Oh, it's an absolute pleasure, Tash. Effie, the awful thing we've seen about these horrific natural disasters unfold across Australia, especially over the last 12 months. We saw it three years ago with the awful bushfires, once in a century bushfires and drought, and now with these awful flood events affecting so many parts of Australia. Apart from the widespread devastation, it's really put insurance in the focus, hasn't it? Yeah, look, it, it certainly has. And as you point out, the, the, the fires, the floods, the rains, the, all this extreme weather has really seen um, insurance companies also raise their, their premiums faster than ever. And, and you know, that's adding to, to the, the, the cost of living, of course. But in some cases of Australia, it, it is um, not, households are unable to insure themselves and we should never have gotten to that stage at all. And I, I think for a lot of consumers, right now it's, it's it's a case of can I keep affording my insurance problem, uh, premium um, putting aside the fact am I insured for what I thought I was as well. Effie some great points there let's start at the beginning where we really need to look at when we're purchasing properties where we're purchasing them are they in fire zones or bushfire risk zones and are they likely to get flooded because that's something a lot of us don't even look at. Yeah, no, we don't. When we buy a house, our immediate concerns, and rightly so, uh, what will the cost of my repayments be? Can I afford it? And that is absolutely important. But the ongoing cost of maintaining a home, we kind of forget about. And insurance policies are one that can keep on escalating. And it's not just your home and contents. It could also be your car. So it's important when you're buying a home to do your research, have a look at risk maps, have a look at crime maps. Um, you know, and with your car, have you modified it? What's the age of it? And then dig a little bit deeper. What are the inclusions? What are the exclusions? What are the cover limits? And how am I going to insure this house as well? Because all that would give you a good idea of what your premiums will be at the beginning. So if you're in a high risk area, crime maps, all that adds to the insurance cost. 
And I can tell you this, Tash, over the past uh, uh, one year, looking at some uh, uh, data from 2021 to 2022, cancer analysis shows that premiums have gone up by about 10%. Now, that's just average. When I look a little bit deeper, I can see that places like the Northern Territory, um, Northern Queensland, they've escalated by as much as a 16.7%, the average premium. And this is something that's just going to keep on going up. Will it get to the stage where many places, especially if you live in areas like Lismore in northern New South Wales or uh, flood-prone areas, that you just will not be able to afford to get your businesses, cars or homes insured? I think we're already there, Tash. Yeah. Um, and, and the problem is also then it becomes a problem to sell that place as mm-hmm. well because then buyers, if they do, you know, their risk maps or, or, or they do their due diligence will realise that I won't be able to insure this place. When they get a mortgage, the lender will alert them. So unfortunately for that owner already, they're in a situation where they may be trapped in that area. And this is where it becomes bigger than just home and content insurance policies and what we're talking about here. This then becomes something that really the government as a whole, uh, what can we do? Do, do, do? do we pay people out in that area, relocate them? You know, should we be building these areas? This is all, you know, the, 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 the macro stuff that needs to be discussed because, um, you know, insurance problems become the, the small part of the, the problem here. In regards to looking at the de- devil, as we know, is always in the detail with insurance policies, Effie, they make them so complicated to actually read when you're taking out a policy. And often you don't find out what you are or aren't covered for until you have to make a claim. So what's your advice when you're taking out home and contents insurance, in particular regarding flood damage, what should you be looking at? Because flood damage is very, very different to storm damage, isn't it? Yeah, it absolutely is. And it goes back to what is included and what is excluded. Even if you get to the stage where you've got gone through the product disclosure statement and it can, you know, a lot of them have improved. They've become a lot more simpler to read. But I would actually ask the person that's selling this, put it in writing, what's included, what's excluded or highlight it for you. And as you point out, there is difference between storm and flood. There could be an exclusion period, which also covers um, so you've really got to, to check what it is um, and, and what caused the flood or the flood water could also have a big impact, the runoff, the rainwater and so on. It really does come down to the uh, terminology. I appreciate it's very difficult for insurance companies, especially when they're overwhelmed with you know tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands of claims. I know of people that have unfortunately suffered terrible storm or flood damage and have just felt found dealing with the insurance companies is an absolute nightmare. Yeah, look, in a case like what we're experiencing this year with the amount of floods, the amount of processing that goes through as well, you're bound to get in a situation where they're just not keeping up with demand. And it goes back to, um, I guess, if you've got, um, you know, what's in that fine print. You know, temporary accommodation is something we kind of um, not worry about because we think we're never going to get there. But what this year proved is that those that had temporary accommodation was such such a relief for a lot of people. At least they had somewhere to go. So it does come back to what are the finer things and the add-ons that, that are on there. They're processing so many applications and it really does come down to, uh, I guess, what have you managed to, to give them? What have you managed to salvage? What the information you can push through, the paperwork and so on. Um, but it's not easy. It's not easy um, for, for anyone going through that process. So if you want to compare the best policies to, to suit your personal scenario with home and contents, like medical insurance, how do you get the best deal, Effie? How do you compare? 
Look, I guess it comes down to understanding the most important thing I, I, I find is that people underestimate the value of their home. Um, and this is where you could actually use some of the many calendars that are on site. Um, so under insurance, that's an initiative of the Insurance Council of Australia. Um, you can actually, you know, put in your specific address, you know, and the better the calculator that way, the, the, the better the valuation you could possibly get. And remember, when you actually are estimating the value of your home, it's not the land that you need to insure. So it might not be that bad as far as, you know, if you're sitting on a million dollar property in total, you don't need to insure your land. So you do need to factor in additional costs as well, your demolition, your rental accommodation. And also sometimes don't just use the market value of what you've paid because if you're sitting on a heritage house, it may be worth more than that. Talk to your local council again about, you know, specific uh, risk areas that there, even local builders to get that estimated value. It's really important you get that right. Um, and then I guess it is a case of, hate to say it, it's a bit of ringing around mm. and checking what do I want covered? Have you got it? Again, I'm pointing back to those inclusions and exclusions because it's the devil in the detail that you'll only really discover when you have to claim And you make a great point about underestimating the value of things. Even when you put down contents insurance, often you're not updating that value if you've purchased new things. And then if you think my whole property is destroyed, I don't know what was where. And I remember someone said years ago, it's a good idea every 12 months or so to take photos around your property. So if anything happens, you have evidence of what was there and what value it holds. Yeah, that's it. that is a good tip. I mean, think about it. Each Christmas, you're bound to get something to add into the house or you've updated something and you've got your personal belongings and so on. When you start looking at uh, content insurance, there, there's a whole lot of um, fine detail that's in there as well. There are policies that cover you for the value of your belongings and policies that replace your possessions with new items known as, you know, new for old. So it's really important you look at those details. Um, and just have a look, you know, is it standard content that you've got? Do you have to specify items? Are there limits on that? Have you got flood cover as well for your content, motor burnout um, as well um, for your electrical goods? Um, if your, your food is spoiled, will you be covered for that? You know, if your dog suddenly runs past and, and breaks an expensive vase, are you covered for that? So all these little things you'll uh, find in your, your contents insurance too. There's so many clauses that you need to go through. Such great tips as always. And our thoughts are especially with all the thousands of residents right across Australia that have been so badly affected by these recent natural disasters. Thanks again for joining us, Effie. Thank you, Tash. Listener.